0: As the season start date has gone from months to weeks and now to days, it's time for our season preview. This is the SBI Show. I am Garrett Cleverly. With me is Ivis Galarcep. How's it going, man?
1: Going pretty well, Garrett. It's uh, we're we're at that point. We're just days away from the knock on wood start of the 2015 MLS season, and it's always a crazy time of year, especially uh, you know with 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 people who cover the league. You know, we're getting all our preview stuff going and. Ah, uh, both on gold.com and on sbi we, we're 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 cranking out the preview content. and uh, looking forward to it, man. We just hope uh, we just hope the players and the in the league can sort out a CBA and we can avoid uh, avoid a work stoppage cause no Lord knows nobody wants that.
0: I, I got a feeling. I this first week's gonna be canceled. Got that feeling.
1: It's possible. Uh, i wouldn't have I wouldn't have said that a month ago. Uh, but you know it, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, I actually had one I had had one player uh Who shall remain nameless, who was actually in in the negotiations who texted me and uh you know he he knows i'm going to, he texted him, and he's like, "I hope you have a, a refundable ticket to Orlando and I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me like come on, like this can't be but uh but yeah, no, I mean I know they they've been talking, they talked on Sunday, they talked on monday uh and you know they they have not cleared the hurdles that they need to clear obviously and I, and I'm sure the free agency aspect of it is continuing to be that that obstacle and, and and one thing i would say in listening to Lu, uh, luis Robles' comments recently that he you know he spoke to to franco panizo uh SBI's franco panizo and you got your first inkling that the players might be open to not getting free agency if they get other concessions i mean he didn't come out right and say it but it sounds like it, it, you know, as much as there's been the tough talk about free agency it sounds like they're it, they're they're realistic in in the sense that if they if they you know if they don't think it's going to happen, they're not going to sabotage the year. And uh, if they can get other other things instead, if they can get salaries or increases or, or charter flights or, or those kind of things, then you know maybe that can kind of balance the scales. But as of right now, as we sit here Monday, late night Monday into Tuesday, uh, there's no deal yet, and uh, there's no guarantee it's going to be one.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, what's also unfortunate is uh, we won't be able to see Orlando Cities fill the bowl. Sixty thousand people in that stadium would have been would have been pretty cool to watch on ESPN too. Well,
1: it's not over yet. I mean, let's don't don't give up hope yet. It it it's, it, mm-hmm. it could happen. A deal can be worked out. I'll be down there. Uh, I head down there on Wednesday, and uh, it's either see the the opening match or you know go to Disney World. It's going to be one or the other, I guess.
0: Really, you'd go to Disney World?
1: Eh, why not? You know. I mean, what else? I mean, we we're, we're gonna. I'll be there from Wednesday, so I'm sure we'll by then we'll have seen everything there is to see. Why don't you it make it?
0: Why don't you make it down to the, to the beach? Nah,
1: nah, uh, nah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know
0: Florida geography that well. Probably be what two two hour drive?
1: No, nah, hour and a half maybe. Um, half? No, I have anything. I'll go. I, my brother lives like an hour east of there, so I need to track him down. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's he's kind of MIA right now, but. Uh, you know what Knock on wood, hopefully it gets sorted out uh because like you said i mean orlando city they sold out their stadium uh they sold out the citrus bowl uh like 60,000 uh it's shaping up to be a big week in mm-hmm. a big in and a big year and uh it's all as it, much the whole season doesn't hinge on the first week but it'll be an ugly way to start things if uh if you if you you have cancellations beyond that first game which yep. as our listeners have heard me say many a time i i've always pictured that scenario where they kind of sacrifice that first game, and then that forces the hands of one side or both sides, and then they just say, you know what, let's let's just get it done. Let's get let's get everybody into these games, and that's the thing too that now that that, that you're hearing that you know if the players aren't going to necessarily travel for these games, if there's not a deal done by Thursday or Friday, if they don't travel, then uh, maybe it won't. Maybe it will be a case of we'll know by Thursday uh, or Friday. That the, that the week is done. That week one is is uh is gonna be, is knocked out and, and and they're gonna have to reschedule games and it, it, that'd be an ugly start. Um, so hopefully they work it out. Hopefully they can they can come to an agreement.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, one one game one week isn't the end of the world. In a month from now, we'd forget about it. Two weeks that, that's a different story. Uh, I mean, it's time for us to move on. to our season preview, third year we've done this since this is the third year of the SBI show. Uh, what we have, Ivis and I have done is we've given each other what we think will be the final rankings for the Eastern Conference. We'll do the Western Conference later this week. My list was, of course, perfect. Ivis' list was full of holes and misguided judgment, but we'll, we'll address that all later. But Ivis and I put our <laughs> two picks together. Yeah, know you like that. Ivis and I put our two, uh, our, our two lists together and we came to an overall consensus. So it goes from worst to first.
1: Well, Gary, you know, uh, what we should do or we should have done and what we could probably still do later this week mm-hmm. is go back and listen to the previous season previews just to see how we've done. You know, because, you know, that 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 would I think that will really tell the tale about how how our picks have been stacking up the first two years. Uh, uh, I the the rec- like I don't remember all my picks, but I remember obviously two years ago saying D.C. United would come come down to earth, back down to earth. Their fans didn't want to believe it. It happened uh and uh and last year i remember saying the red bulls i thought the red bulls would come back down to earth and and while it, they didn't really crash like dc crashed the year before uh they were not the championship contender that that people thought they would be even though they finished the year pretty pretty well pretty well not 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 well enough to keep for mike becky to keep his job but uh they, you know they, they did all right try to remember i try to remember what some of the predictions were we're gonna have to listen this week, maybe when I'm on the plane down to Orlando, I'll listen to those old episodes.
0: I'd be afraid to listen, especially from the first season when my voice is like, oh, this let's break, and I spoke like that. Oh, jeez, <laughs> who'd want to listen to that?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's all there. It's all Those episodes are there. I know, so, it's amazing. So, you don't want to listen to, like, the first five episodes of our show, but...
0: I would say the first three months, I'd say.
1: No, no. The first, like, ten. You probably want to avoid the first ten, but <laughs> after that, I think it's Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, Ivis, well, time to get into the season preview. So both you and I, our list combined, we have at the number 10 spot, who is the worst team in the Eastern Conference this year, Ivis?
1: Well, uh, I would say we definitely do not agree on who the worst team is, but based on the consensus of our votes, the number 10 team in the East, according to the SBI show, will be the Montreal Impact uh, with uh, Frank Klopas, I personally don't agree with that. I think they—I I don't quite have them last. I could actually see them making the playoffs this year. i, I, I don't quite have them that far right now. I have them nine. I have—I have them nine in mind. Um, but uh, as we saw with the CONCAP Champions League, they showed well going down to Pajuca, getting a result. Uh, Ignacio Piatti looking really dangerous. They're going to have him for a full year. They've upgraded
0: their defense.
1: They have a—they could be a surprise team. Uh, But for right now, combined, uh, we have them 10th.
0: I have them at actually eight, And it's just kind of sad to see, Ivis, that Montreal came into the league with just so much kind of uh, energy and just the last couple of years of just disastrous results. Players haven't worked out for them. And I think it's going to be a long year for them. As much as I would love to see someone like Jack McInerney succeed, I mean, that's a huge responsibility for him to be scoring the goals uh for the impact they really didn't get uh, any better across the board it's just it's just unfortunate ivis that montreal impact a couple years ago you're thinking man this looks like a team that could continue to compete has now been you know back-to-back years of just you know being one of the worst teams you know between the past two seasons
1: well we'll see we'll see if that actually is how it works out i mean they they could still i think they're still in the market for players i think they're still trying to find a, a big ticket forward uh, to add to that attack, um, so you know. But that being said, I think their defense is upgraded, uh, they, which they needed to do. They needed to upgrade their defense. Having Ignacio Piatti for for those who saw him toward the the second half of last season, he showed some really impressive flashes. I think he's a player who, in his second year, can really make a, a bigger mark on that team. So you know what? Uh, I don't I don't know if they're destined to finish in last base in the in the East. I think if certain things go well. If they do well on the international market, filling in the last couple of roster spots, they could make a playoff run. Uh, but for right now, I, we both, I think we agree, we both agree that mm-hmm. we have them on the outside looking in in the playoffs.
0: All right, well, the number nine pick for the SBI show, Ivis, is? The Chicago Fire. Ooh.
1: Yes. No, and, long, uh, no long season. <laughs> well, you know, the th- here's the thing, right? They, they, No team in the league had as much roster turnover as the Fire had. I mean, they... Absolutely gutted their their roster. I mean, Frank Frank Yallop looked at his team and said, "I don't want any of these guys. I want maybe these five guys, and everyone else get the hell out." And you can't really blame them, right? I mean, they they won like four games last year. It was just it it, it was a disappointing season all around. And uh, you know they they've made some interesting signings. They've made some impressive signings, and you just wonder if, if can Yallop piece it all together. This is another team that if everything goes well. They could be a surprise because, I mean, when you look at the players they signed, they signed Sean Maloney, uh, formerly a Wigan. He is quality. David Akam, who anyone, anyone who watched the Ghana and the African Cup of Nations knows that that guy is quality. Mm-hmm. They, they, the Fire signed him, and then immediately after they signed him, there were teams in Europe that were, were offering $5 million plus for him. Uh, so it just shows you the kind of demand there is for him. Uh, Joe Van Jones, the Trinidadian left back. So. They've they've added some nice pieces, but they when you transform a roster like they did, and you sign you have so many international players that you've signed and they've signed a ton of international players. It I mean it, it's so tough to get that exactly right because you it, it's not just it's just you know you're not playing football manager and you're just throwing names together. You have to get it all to work in the rock in the locker room and on the field. And I really think that's going to be a tough ask of Frank Yallop. He could he could pull it off, not to say it's impossible, but it's a real it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. And I have actually because of just how tough that will be, I actually have Chicago finishing last in the East. I could be completely wrong on that. They could get it all right. David O'Carm could be newcomer of the year, Sean Maloney could tear it up, Mike McGee could come back and, and, and be the, the MVP Mike McGee before his the injury. Uh, but I'd, I it's it's so many so many things have to go right for Chicago to, to have a have a big year, and I just don't see it
0: happening. Uh, first off, I was football managers is as real as it gets, so I don't know why you're dogging on it.
1: I'm dogging it. I'm just saying it's it's a little easier <laughs> to just like throw a roster together well, there than it is you know in real life. I
0: mean, and Frank Galbi, even I mean, he, he mentioned that that he said that the success rate of foreign players isn't always going to be 100. percent They're going to come into the league and just kill it. There's a, there's a lot of factors that go into this. Um. I mean, the question though is, I mean, some people want to present this and say, "Look, if DC United was able to retool their whole entire roster, I mean, can't Chicago Fire do that here?"
1: Well, the difference is, DC United retooled their roster with MLS players, proven MLS veterans, not a bunch of international players who don't know each other, aren't familiar with each other, haven't played together. Not to say it can't work and that it's impossible that it could work; it could work. But the but just looking at history and the track record of foreign players, it's tough to to, to you know. To bat a thousand when it comes to foreign signings, and and that in Chicago, uh, not to say they need to be exactly get them get, get them all right, but when you have that many players, that many new players in the locker room, it's not going to be an easy thing. They could do, they could prove me wrong. They could end up being a playoff team, but I think it's going to be a really tough job. Yeah,
0: big thing for me though with the with the fire, Ivis is you know a lot of problems last year, especially with the defense. When you look at what they did, all the acquisitions they brought in. I mean, they brought in three big time. Uh, signings for the forward position, spending a lot of money there. You look at the defense, side of it, I mean, this looks like it's going to be another uh, long season for, for the back four.
1: It's a patchwork defense. It's not... They're, they're definitely a top-heavy team. Uh, they they almost have too many attack players when you look at it. I mean... It, How do
0: you get Mike McGee on the field?
1: Well, that's gonna, that's the question, and i tell you what, and, and I haven't actually written this, but I've thought about it looking at the acquisitions. I mean, does he stay there? Does, or does Mike McGee make a move? I mean, for me... So I'm Mike McGee and I'm looking at the writing on the wall and I'm saying, man, they you know they've 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 added all these pieces. Where do I fit in? Maybe I maybe it's time for me to go. And you know what? It's funny enough, a place that would be a perfect fit for him, the LA Galaxy. Uh a place he a place he knows well. I don't know what LA could offer Chicago. <laughs> they could do the Robbie Rogers trade, they'll just do it in reverse. No, just kidding. Um, but yeah, you wonder. You wonder if Chicago, if McGee's in their plans, I mean they haven't said anything about trading him, but it just makes you wonder when you look at all those attacking pieces. How are they going to get all those all, all those to fit? And their defense is. I mean, I'll, I'm going to say it now. I think their defense is going to be a train wreck again. I, I look at. I just look at the pieces there. I don't see it. And you know, the, see what you want about the Eastern Conference and how it's weaker than the West and everything. But you still need a a, a solid defense to make the playoffs. Even with the extra playoff slot. Even with six of ten teams making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You don't have a solid defense. It's going to be tough, and, and and I just don't see Chicago having that.
0: I think the league also owns a Chicago an IOU one, so maybe the league will just use that to do the Mike McGee Robbie Rogers thing.
1: What IOU? Give me a break! I've, they gave Mike they gift wrapped Mike McGee to them, so that I know people will bring up the whole Jermaine Jones thing <laughs> and the fact that they lost up uh. Jones. But guess what, folks? They that that if anything, you could argue MLS called in the marker for the gift wrapped Mike McGee uh, acquisition, which. While no one has said it, no one has admitted it, no one has, has publicly come out and, and and said it. That really felt like the league getting involved there and in, and moving McGee to Chicago, where you know to be to to help a team that needed to help. So we'll see we'll see what happens with them. But I I just I think they could maybe be a more entertaining team. They could probably score goals. I think David Akam could absolutely be a breakout player. But you know what? He doesn't play center back. He he doesn't play in the back. I think they're going to give up gold. I think Sean Johnson is going to be a busy guy this year. And, and you know, as good as he is and a, 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 as as much as he's one of the better goalkeepers in the league, he is going to have a lot to do this year. Now,
0: well, Ivis, moving up the list and looking at the next team in our Eastern Conference, the number eight team, Ivis, is?
1: Well, it is the Philadelphia Union. And I definitely do not agree with having them eighth. Uh, I actually have them, uh, two, I have them sixth. I have them in the playoffs Getting that last playoff spot, you have them in last. I place have them at ten. I know, <laughs> uh, which is wow. You know that one's uh that one's pretty interesting. I, I and, and I'll start and I'll say the reason I disagree and I don't see them in last place and the reason the way I see them getting into the playoffs along well part of it's there's an extra spot in the wet in the east, but also I think they you know the the piece the, the moves that they made now obviously you lose them M- Moby Akugo, that's a tough one, um but they they've added they they've added help in positions of need they, they they needed some help at forward they added an impressive looking forward who, who can't stop scoring in preseason i think their defense is pretty solid um i, I think when you have marisa do vincent noguera christian maidana you have a winger and Latou on the wings you go add cj sapong at at forward i think they they address the needs of forward uh, i think you know the defense you could ask yourself is uh, you know are, are there going to be some questions there um But I I think the pieces are there, and I think Jim Curtin's a good coach, and I think he's going to do well there.
0: Uh, I just, when you look at this, Ivis, the the back four. I I definitely, Ivis, could see how people could think I'm being crazy picking Philadelphia at 10. But when you look at the back four, not impressed with that. And if you have problems and you have to drop Maurice do down, I, I think that really hurts. That will definitely obviously hurt the midfield um I know they also brought in CJ Sapong I, I mean I don't know what you're going to get out of him Andrew Wenger I think that's a lot of responsibility and on him is he gonna be able to deliver again this year and same thing with Sebastian Latou I mean as good as he is at times Ivis I mean you're going to need him to continuously play at that high level for me is yes you can paint that picture that Philadelphia has added a lot of quality pieces but to me I, I still think there's a lot of question marks on this team and especially the defense Ivis I mean that to me is is extremely weak I mean you can almost say that they might be on, on par with Chicago for the worst I defense in the Eastern that, Conference.
1: I, I won't. I will disagree there. I won't go that far. I mean, I tell you what. I think Ray Gaddis is one of the more underrated fullbacks in the league. Uh, I think she, Shannon Williams is coming off a down year for him. No question about it. But I've heard good things in the preseason about how he looks set to have a bounce back year. Uh, and then the the new forward, the new the new defender that they added, Stephen Vittoria. There's there's some good reviews on him. Ethan White is someone who's shown when he gets the minutes that he can be a solid defender. Is he, is he going to be an all-star? No, he's still you know he's still kind of young. But I don't know. I like that back four a lot more than I like Chicago's back four. And, and what's going to be interesting is Ryzen Boley, a guy who obviously he showed up after the World Cup last year. He, he seemed a little unfocused. He obviously had the big blunder toward the end of the season for them. But he, we're talking about a guy who's a quality goalkeeper. Anyone who watched him at the World Cup you saw him play at a high level, and in the African Cup of Nations more recently, he showed once again that he can play at a high level. If he comes in focused and 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 ready to avoid the mistakes and really lead this defense, then all of a sudden you're you know what you're looking at a pretty good group. And if with Marisa do in front of them, I think they're going to be all right. And this fo- the forward that they did add, and and I should be able to say the name. Uh, let, let's see, it's uh, Fernando Aristegueta. 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 You say it now. You say it. Fernando <laughs> uh, Ariste Guieta Anyway. <laughs> Fernando
0: Ariste Guieta
1: All right, let's let's go. Fernando. We'll just call him Fernando. <laughs> uh, he he scored like four goals and like three halves of soccer in the preseason. Since he's come in, he's looked good. He's gonna he's gonna battle CG Setpong for a starting role. They could also go with a two forward attack if they if they choose. Um, but I think Jim Curtin's got some options in attack, and that's they really lacked a forward last year. I mean, they they were playing Pedro Ribeiro at forward last year, and he is absolutely not a forward. So, I, that's the reason I I like. I, I think Philly was a team that people kind of forgot about, but I think under Curtin they showed some good things. They showed some good things. Curtin again, we have to remember now. Curtin is a is a coach who who, who emphasizes defense. He was a defender. He was a long time, uh, solid MLS defender. He's going to put them in in good spots defensively. He's going to make sure they're organized defensively. Now, the question is, will their attack continue to produce? And I think they will. I think they will. I think Wenger showed really well. Latou continues to be Latou. And I think they're going to surprise. And I think they'll get in. I think they could be a six. I don't see them turning it into a year where they're one of the top three teams. I really don't see that scenario. But I could definitely see them. As high as four or five, but I, th- I think they'll, I see them right in at around the number six spot.
0: I, I was, well, moving up the list, the number C- seven team is? The number 17,
1: by consensus, is the New York Red Bulls. And once again, we, 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 we disagreed in our picks. Uh, Garrett had them ninth in the East. He mm-hmm. does not believe in the Jesse Marsh plan. I actually have the Red Bulls fifth uh that you know i i think that as much as yes the mike Petky departure shocked the shocked the league shocked everyone i don't care the about camp. the
0: mike Petky departure I, I care about the They're, play yeah. on the field losing tyron reese what's gonna kill them this year
1: well, well you know here's the thing man the the game i saw games and and this is the, the interesting part that kind of gets lost there were games last year that Henri didn't play in that they played some really good soccer, and they showed that they can play without him. They're gonna obviously you're gonna miss an Henri, especially last year. He was outstanding last year. Yes, he said, I, thought he deserved, I thought he deserved more MVP consideration than he got. Having mm-hmm. said that, they went and got Sasha Kleshton, who I know people like to dog on him for him being a lackluster national team player, but the guy is he five years ago when he was in MLS which he was USA, he was an outstanding attacking player. Five years later, he is a significantly better player now than he was then. He, and he – I'm telling you, this guy is going to make an impact and, and with, without any doubt. So when you add a player like him, when you add a player like Felipe, I think the attack can create just as many chances as last year overall. The question, the big question is mm-hmm. their defense. Uh, you know, you lose a Hamas Olave. Ibrahim Segai retired. Um, Armando, the yellow card machine, is gone now as well. Or, or is, yeah, I think he's, gone. I'm pretty sure he's not. Well, he's not in the mix for the starting role. Um, but yeah, so now they're down to Damien, the Perinelle, Brandon, the, the the Frenchman who like barely played last year. Uh, and then Ronald Zubar, who Jesse Marsh insists is a guy who can be an impact center back, can be one of the better center backs in the league. If, if, even if Ronald Zubar turns out to be as good as Hamas Olave or even better than Hamas Olave, that's still just one guy. And, and, you know, they, they have a lot of stopgap types reclamation project types in andrew john baptiste john Gen- john kennedy hurtado you have the youngster you have uh, matt Miaska that i know some red bull fans are kind of clamoring for uh to play and to start but i mean for me it's like take it easy folks he's young he's not ready he wasn't ready last year and just because he did well in the under 20 qualifying tournament does not mean he's ready to start MLS. not if you have a team that wants to actually compete uh, compete for a title or compete you know, for, for one of the top playoff spots. So defensively, big, big question marks uh, on the Red Bulls.
0: And another question, Mark, Ivis, is going to be the play of Bradley White, Bradley Wright Phillips. We shouldn't expect 27 goals uh, for him again this year. I mean, maybe he can do it. I don't know. But, I mean, Ivis, can he reach 15, 20 goals for the Red Bulls and how much are they going to re- have to rely on him to be able to to score goals for them?
1: Well, I think that's a big question, right? I I Kenny, what I found interesting. Everyone talked, you know, he scored twenty seven goals, and it, and that's uh, unbelievable. But the crazy thing is, he really did miss a ton of chances. So he actually could have scored 35, 40 goals. He led the league in missed and cha- in, in missed quality chances. He had fifteen uh, big chances missed. Uh, official Optis Stat from last year. He was far and away the leader in that category. So think about it. If he had fifteen cleared missed chances last year that should have been goals uh i mean let's just give him half of those all of a sudden let's give him let's give him seven of those seven he'd have 34 goals unbelievable so jesse marsh made a good point i, t- I talked to jesse marsh last week and he made the point that yes Thierry army was a big part in that number of 27 goals but at the same time you can't lose sight of the fact that bradley wright phillips puts himself in positions mm-hmm. to score he he makes great runs he reads the game well. He puts himself in good spots. And when you look at what they've done with the midfield, with the additions of Sasha Question and Felipe, uh, it, they will ha- they, they're a much more balanced uh, midfield. Last year it was Henri would set the chances up, and and occasionally Lloyd Sam would run at somebody, but then that was it. The, in the middle, Dax McCarty and Eric Alexander were basically there to defend. They didn't really create. They, they were play. never
0: in the picture when Bradley Wright Phillips scored. It seemed like
1: right, right. So I mean, now you have Pe- Peggy Luyandula and look projects to start, and he showed well last year. But now you have a, if you can have a player like Felipe, uh, who can maybe come, uh, you know come in from a deeper position. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work. But he is a highly skilled player. He's someone who can generate goals. He can score goals for. He can create goals for himself. He can set up teammates. When you have Felipe and you have Sasha Question. I think they're going to create more chances. I'm just not sold on that defense. That's the real question mark. And can Dax McCarty do all the heavy lifting by himself? That's I know Jesse. Jesse, look, Jesse Marsh. And for those who remember him as a player, he was a hard nosed uh, defensive midfielder. He was real tenacious. Um, he he's going to try to put that imprint on this team. But it, that, that that all that being said, when they traded away Eric Alexander, they traded away someone who who partnered with Dax McCarty. To do a lot of the dirty work. So now the question is, can Dax McCarty do that heavy lifting by himself, uh, or will Jesse get the rest of the team to buy into the whole group dynamic, the group defending, the group two way play? I know Sasha questions getting raised for his two-way play in the preseason, but you know what, Felipe, if you have and Dula and Felipe and Lloyd Sam in your midfield, I just don't know. If you're going to have enough of a defensive uh, element in the midfield.
0: All right. Well, now Ivis. Now all the teams, based on our consensus, moving forward, have made the playoffs. The first team to make the playoffs, which is the number six team in the Eastern Conference, Ivis. They are
1: uh, New York City SC, and I definitely disagree uh, <laughs> with this one. The, you know, th- you, thanks to your 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 vote, uh, you you were able to nudge them into the into the sixth spot. Uh, Not that I thought that they're going to finish last, and I know they seem to be an incomplete team uh, up to this point, Um, but I think they're a team that, you know, they've added some nice pieces. David Villa, you could argue, you know, in terms of quality, walks into the 2015 season arguably as the best player in the league right now uh, just with the caliber of player that he is. No disrespect to Robbie Keane or Clint Dempsey, uh, Obafemi Martins, uh, you know, any of these, Kaká, any of these guys. with David Villa... I mean, the guy was just, uh, you know, winning uh, La Liga a year ago with At- uh, Atletico Madrid uh, playing in the Champions League final. So th- this guy is is top notch. So you have him. You have Mix Diskerud. Frey Lampard's coming in the summer. Uh, so there's a lot of positives there. But for me, the reason that I, you know I had I had them, uh, I, I didn't have them that high. I mean, I had them, I had them just out of the playoff. Actually, I had them eighth. And the reason I had them eighth is because I don't know about the defense. I'm not sold. On their defense being what it needs to be for them to be a playoff team, so we'll see. We'll see. I know you seem to you seem to like their chances a little more than I do. Uh,
0: you know, I, I look. I, I just think having the quality of mixed is screwed. I think he's going to be big for them this year. Once Frank Lampard comes in, that could be something potentially for them that we could see with the possibility of Jermaine Jones when, when his impact that he had on the England Revolution, and obviously David Villa. But but I think the one thing for me, obviously I, I mean, this is a huge this is a huge opportunity for someone like Jason Christ, who's had. Who who's kind of his you know his star has risen with Real Lake. This is another high profile job for him. Uh, you know he's he's been around building the team aspect before. Yes, he doesn't have Garth Lagerway, and you could say that Garth had a huge impact on on the teams that Real Lake had. But I mean for Jason Christ, I, I think this is kind of where a good opportunity for him to show that he can move away from Garth and show that he can build a team uh, from the middle of the field. Which you know obviously that's kind of where his emphasis is as a coach.
1: I just think this is a first step for him. I I, I don't. I don't see it being in a year one that they're gonna they're gonna be a, a playoff team. I just I think it's gonna be tough for them. And, and that's not to say Christ isn't gonna do well. And, and I, the scenario that I see actually playing out is I see them struggling in the first half of the season, and then I see them kind of locking in, figuring out Christ's uh, his marching orders and his system, adding Frank Lampard for the second half of the season, and then I think they, then they'll hit their stride a bit more. And they'll show more of what they could be mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. And then when you go into 2016, then I think then you're looking at an NYCFC team that is really in the mold of what Christ wants, and then they can be a playoff team. You can say what you want about RSL and Christ's time there, but they weren't a hit right away. I mean, he had to That's build true. that. That's true. He had to build that, and that takes time. It takes the pieces, putting them, putting them in place. Not everything works right off the bat. Not every signing and acquisition is going to work out. But I, I, I mean, so for me, but I, I think they're going to be entertaining. I think when you when you have David Villa, when you have Discarude, Kyrie Shelton, the rookie, he could be, he's someone who could be outstanding for them. Uh, you obviously had Patrick Mullins and Tony Taylor. Tony Taylor's been killing it in the preseason. The form, former Revs winger now at NYCFC. So they've got the elements there to be a, a, an entertaining attacking team. And Christ will, I'm sure. Make sure that they're an entertaining attacking team. I am just not sold on their defense.
0: Well, You know, okay I, I think would also help NYCFC's case. You know, just in you know, obviously being able to bring in um, Chris Winger and Ned Grabavoy. I mean, I they also have your boy George John.
1: Well, he's the project, right? I mean, I don't is he is he ready to be all the way back? I mean, that's I don't know if he's the first name you want to be mentioning as the first <laughs> center back that's going to you know turn things around for them. No, I know he's
0: not, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. You're,
1: uh, yeah, you can't, you can't bring up your year, year and a half old references. <laughs> it's, it's, only the hardcore will remember. Yeah,
0: There's there some people that will know.
1: It's kind of vague. but, uh, but yeah. No. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're going to be interesting to watch. I mean, they, I think they'll, uh, I think they're going to struggle at the beginning of the season. I think they're going to struggle in the first half. I think once the, the once they get some of those, in, those Manchester City loanees that we kept hearing, they're gonna, that they're supposed to get four players on loan. From from Manchester City. Once they add those players, uh, and once Lampard comes in, then I think you're going to see a boost. And will it will it be too late, or will they still be able to back, get you know backdoor their way into the playoffs with a strong push? We've seen that many a times in MLS, so that's entirely possible. I I, I just I, I don't know, defensively is still the big question mark for me.
0: Uh, moving up the list, Ivis the number five team that we have. They are uh,
1: the number five team by our consensus is Orlando City which I think will we, we'll, we'll definitely uh, surprise some people a bit uh they're a little bit higher than I had them I had them rated uh I had them actually rated seventh I had them just missing the playoffs uh, and I think which means I mean I think they could make the playoffs especially if one of the, if a new Yorker or a philly implodes and, and it doesn't work out mm-hmm. orlando city could absolutely be right in that picture i think there's questions there defensively as well i mean i think you know they they've, they've made some late additions with uh, sean st ledger uh sebastian Hines. i mean th- those pickups sh- could really help solidify their defense uh but i think they're going to have that kind of expansion team uh struggle in the beginning i think they're going to take some time the talent you see talent top to bottom uh on that team and kaka i mean i think kaka is going to do well i think kaka's excellent i think his skill his vision his his motor that he still has even now i mean he's not he's not balanda or kaka but he's still one of the best players in the league for my money absolutely top five he will be a top five player in mls this year you can book it um but i just think the other pieces is going to be a little tough could adrian heath put it all together that's a big question mark you know adrian heath has had a lot of success on the lower levels i mean and and he's a charismatic guy he's a smart guy if he you know if if he's as good a coach as a lot of people say he is then he could absolutely put these pieces together and really turn them into a year one uh force and and as as people might have figured out by now I am finally on that Orlando City's ahead of NYCFC bandwagon. Yes, I'm so glad
0: you came over to the dark side.
1: I was holding out, but as we sit here now, days until the start of the season, Orlando City is ahead of NYCFC. I see them finishing ahead of NYCFC. If only because there's so many question marks still about NYCFC. Who they're going to add? What they're going to bring in? Orlando is pretty much the finished product now. We know what their roster, what their starting lineup's going to look like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty impressive. It's, it is they, pretty they, impressive. They, they
0: did a good job this offseason. They did a very they good did, job. They
1: did. They they started strong. Yep. They kept that. They kept that level throughout. And then when things didn't work out with some of their signings, the the Brazilian fridge, the center back, he didn't work out. But then they didn't miss a beat. They went and got Sean Saint Ledger. They got Sebastian Hines on loan. Uh, so, look, credit to uh, Paul McDonough and credit to Adrian Heath. I think they've done an excellent job. I just think they're going to fall just a bit short. Um, but having said that, if the Red Bulls or Philly stumble, then Orlando City will make the
0: play. Oh, and Orlando City also went up on Donovan Ricketts. You have Tally Hall. He is coming back for an injury, but nice to have that veteran presence. Presence. You have Arian Collin. I thought Amobi Kugo, Ivis, I think you and I we discussed that. I thought that was a great pickup for them. Um, the one player we haven't mentioned yet, Ivis, Breck Shea. Where is he going to be playing for this team?
1: Well, the projection that I'm getting uh, from my sources at Orlando City uh, is left uh, left back. I mean, that's not a secret. I, I, everyone's projecting him as left back. Adrian Heath has gone on record as saying that he can use him a left back. I think he's going to play left back, and uh, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how he does there. Uh, and one player that I'm very interested to see play for them is Kevin Molino. Nothing but rave mm-hmm. reviews about this guy. Uh, you know, I was down at the Combine talking, uh, you know, hanging out with Phil, Phil Rollins, and he was just telling me, like, this guy is going to be an all-star. Adrian Heath has said the same thing. They both – they both they both have said it, and, and and you heard Dom Dwyer's comments about Molino that he he thinks he could come in and put, he could be an all star. So we'll see we'll see if the hype is there if if, if he can live up to that hype. Uh, obviously he tore it up in USL uh, with Orlando City. Now he's going up two levels. It's 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 going to be a tougher a tougher a uh, tougher sledding for him, but. If he if he is as good as advertised, then yes, Orlando City Orlando City's attack all of a sudden looks pretty dangerous.
0: Also, good news on the horizon: Orlando City could also bring in Mario Balotelli, so you have that. Looking Shut forward. up! <laughs> Stop I could have be- I couldn't believe it when I saw that. It, you know, I mean, I got it's say, crazy.
1: People just have to have that BS radar. You have to have that. Like, it, I mean, if you're <laughs> seriously, if you're an American soccer fan and you follow things regularly, you should have you should be able to notice the trends. And and one thing I'll say is that you need to realize foreign media outlets uh, sketchy ones, e- good reputable ones, they have all figured out by now that the American soccer fan on the inter- when it comes to on the internet cons- consumption on the internet has a, they they have a voracious appetite. The American soccer fan base is it uh, is they they're they're web savvy. They will go wherever the news is. So what happens is you get a lot of these outlets over in the UK and, and Europe that will throw up MLS stuff just to bring in the traffic. It happens. It's happened. It happens every single year like clockwork. You get these stories. You get these links that are complete crap, complete BS. But people eat it up every single time. And, and I would just tell everyone, listen, it's going to happen every year. Just work on your BS, your, your your BS radar, and and it will it will it will keep you from getting too hyped up about any any of those kinds of stories. Because hey, I'd love Mario Balotelli to be an MLS. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You, I think <laughs> it'd be amazing if he were an MLS, but I it's, don't see it.
0: It's never, yeah, it's never gonna happen. I, I couldn't stop giggling when I saw that. <laughs> it's just too funny. Um, all right, I was moving on the number four team we have in the Eastern Conference. Who are they? it, it
1: uh, we have the Columbus Crew. Uh, Or as they want to be known now, Columbus Crew SC. Yes. Uh, Now I have them ranked much higher than you, and which is why they're actually settled in at fourth. You had you had them at fourth. I actually had them second in the East. I I have a lot of respect for what they did last year. It's easy to forget, you know, what people kind of the last thing memory people have of Columbus is them getting absolutely smoked by New England in the playoffs. But let's not forget that before that. They were the second hottest team yes. in league the last two months of the season. They were tearing it up, playing absolutely outstanding uh, soccer, and then he got crushed by New England. Uh, and, and then that's what that's kind of the la- that's the lasting impression. But listen, that team that Columbus put together toward the end of the season when they were firing on on all cylinders, you take that team, and then you look at the additions that they made to their roster. I mean, they took they kept the nucleus of their of their team. They kept all their top players. They resigned. Federico Higuain, mm-hmm. they they still have that midfield uh, midfield machine with Will Trapp and Tony Chani, but then they go add you know Kai Kamara, they 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 added a multiple wing options. They, I'm telling you, man, they for me are they're going to be fun to watch this year. They're going to be absolutely fun to watch, and I think they're going to have that chip on their shoulder. They they went through what they needed to go through as a young team. You know how it is, it's it's like that in all sports. When you're that young, talented mm-hmm. team, you have to. Get that baptism. You have to get smacked around. Experience that. Experience what it really means to get into the playoffs and and know what it's about. And I think that happened last year. Now they're going to rebound this year, and I think they're going to be right there. I think they're going to be right there. And I have them second in the East. I think they're going to be right there for that conversation for the MLS Cup. Oh,
0: and, and before – Look, I think, yes, I think Columbus is going to be a very good team. I think we've jumped up to another level of Eastern Conference teams between, and I'm sure you're counting at home if you're a fan of these teams, uh, between DC, Toronto, New England, and Columbus. I mean, to me, I guess these teams are the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, and I think all these teams will be battling out. For me, I just think those other three teams are going to be a little bit more talented then Columbus, you know, I'm curious to see what type of season they're going to have this year. You know, I think Will Trapp's going to have another big year for them. I think he's going to have a lot more responsibility to be able to, you know, develop, uh, I'm sorry, to, to develop the, uh, their attack out of the midfield. My question marks for me is is Justin Miram and also Ethan Finley. Uh, you know, Look, Justin Miriam, I'd be shocked if he could have another season like he had last year. And Ethan Finley, yes, he has a lot of talent. Can he also do what he had again last, as he did last year, too? So, I mean, for me, I know those aren't two major question marks, but that's kind of where I would rate Columbus a little lower than the other teams.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, they didn't stand pat in those areas. They actually went out and added uh, added serious depth in the midfield. So, I mean, it, it's, it's one—on the wings, especially. Uh, so, when you look at that and you say, okay— Finley and Finley and Merrim had had career seasons no one can dispute that but even if they take a step back even if one or both of them step back Columbus has added players but in those in their positions I mean they, you have Kai Kamara who can play wide if he doesn't play up top you have the Christian Steindortsen who's who, who, who has had a, 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 some pretty positive reviews you have Cedric Mabwati who's coming in July who's who looked good in the African Cup of Nations they have added some really good pieces to that to that squad, and I tell you what, man. For me, uh, with and now they have Emmanuel Polgates from the beginning of the year. I know he didn't make the big impact coming in at the middle of the season last year as a center back, but I, I don't know, man. I like the pieces that they have there, um, and let's not forget now. Last year they did as well as they did. They made they went on that run with no forward, with no true forward. Mm. They had. I mean, no, no disrespect to any of the guys they had there last year. To, uh, to Aaron had,
0: Aaron Schoenfeld, I believe.
1: A- Aaron Schoenfeld and Adam Bedell. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. That's a that's like a US. Those that, that's a USL. They were USL players, tandem. right? That's a USL forward tandem. Now you have Kai Kamara, a guy who has scored goals in MLS, and and a guy who is an impact forward in MLS. That the difference between Bedell Schoenfeld and Kamara, that's huge. That's big, man. That's a, I don't know how you can. How you can minimize that? So you take that and you take the added depth in midfield. You take Chani and Trap having another year working together. I mean, I don't think people realize just how good Will Trap and Tony Chani were together in that midfield. I mean, it's e- it's just really easy to kind of overlook it. But if you watch the games closely and you watch them play and you ask people about who impressed last year, you ask players around the league. I mean, Will Trap, man, and, and uh, we all heard, we all know how much Thierry Henry loved Will Trap. Thierry Henry was not the only one. Will Trapp had a breakout year last year, and I think he's going to be even better this year.
0: Right, moving up the list, Ivis the third team we have in the Eastern Conference. They are,
1: believe it or not, after eight was it eight, eight <laughs> years of missing the playoffs, we have Toronto FC making the playoffs. Yes, we have them at number three.
0: I think we had to make it the playoffs last year too. <laughs> I, I think everyone had to make it the playoffs
1: last year. The funniest thing, I mean, their their fans got so, and that's the thing. I, I you got to feel for TFC fans because. After what happened last year, I gotta believe some of them would be gun shy this year. But you never know. I mean, even last year, they were going crazy. Some fans were like, "Oh, this is the best team in the league. This is the be- this starting eleven is is unstoppable." Like, yeah, look, settle down, folks, right? But tell you what, this team is even better. This 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 group that they've added, uh, and and you know we we're we're, we're we're we are we we do not differ too much in where we rate TFC. I have them third. You have them second. I could see them. Finishing his highest first with the talent that they have. Yep. The big question there, Greg Vanney has to make it all work. Mm-hmm. Greg Vanney has to show, and th- th- this is similar to when Ryan Nelson was the coach. Uh, Ryan Nelson had to show that he that he was worthy of the talent and he can make the talent go because it's not enough to sign these big names. You have to make all the pieces fit. And I think for me, starting out now in 2015, from top to bottom from their, their full lineup, I think this TFC lineup mm-hmm. – is better, is more balanced than last year's. So now it's up to Greg Vanny. It's up, up to Greg Vanny to make it work. And I tell you what, the reason I think I, I, I'm even more confident this year than last year, a couple of reasons. Number one, Michael Bradley. I think Michael Bradley is going to have a bounce back year. I, I, I think most people would agree that, he, that last year was a bit of a disappointment uh, for him in terms of his play in MLS. Uh, now he was obviously, as it turns out, it looks like he was carrying a foot injury he didn't want to tell anybody about. But now he's healthy. He's 100%, as we saw in the Panama game when he was absolutely dominant. Uh, I think he's going to take it to another level. I think Sebastian Giovinco. we're talking about a guy. Sebastian Giovinco was just playing in Serie A, just playing for Italy. He's in his prime. He is going to be so tough for MLS defenses to deal with. So he is going to be a terror. And then you have Jose Altidore, who is going to be so happy to be away Mm -hmm. from the Premier League and, and Sunderland specifically. That he is gonna be thrilled and he is gonna be ecstatic and he is gonna get he's gonna get the necessary service. So for me, man, I think TFC has it all to have a huge year. The reason I kind of temper it a bit and I only have them third is a the history of the club, because as we've seen before, it doesn't matter how many big names they sign, it could all still fall apart. But secondly, I'm not hundred percent sold on Gray Van yet. He has to show it. He has to show that he is he is worth this talent and that he is capable of of making the pieces fit, and I tell you what, right now, you look at that, that lineup. I mean, the, their defense looks solid. Their midfield, they they they've, they've added. They've gone out, out.
0: they've gone out. They've gone and added some quality pieces outside of Josie Altador and Sebastian Jovinko. That that's the scary thing is they brought in some really good pieces, I guys who've kind of flown under the radar based off all the bigger signings that they've had.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, for me, ben, Benoit Cheru is is. Uh, I mean, here's a guy like the the he's exactly what Michael Bradley needed. It to be to, to be in the midfield with him. now you allow Jonathan Osorio to work out wide. Um, I, I, i'm I'm telling you what, man. I think they could they could be a dominating team. They could end up winning the east. They could end up being number one overall in the east, but I'm tempering it a bit just because i'm I can't I'm not I can't go all in on it because Vaney hasn't shown it yet. Vaney, I mean, he's a smart guy. there's no doubt in that. he's he's a sharp guy. he you know but but he hasn't proven it as a manager yet as a coach. And this is he has to do it this year. He mm-hmm. has to he has to do it. And I don't think getting in for the playoffs is enough. You don't spend the millions of dollars that they're spending, that uh, M- uh, MLS E is spending there, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, the millions upon millions of dollars, uh, to just get in as a five or a six. They need to be a top team, at least a top three team. And I think they will be. I think they'll be like the third team in the East. And, and
0: Toronto's also gone out and uh, added next to Stephen Caldwell. Uh, Poulos International, uh, Damian Perquis, I, I mean, another good pickup for them. But you know, just with irony, Toronto will make the playoffs, but they'll be eliminated as soon as they enter. You know you know that will happen at least. Uh,
1: uh, no, you know what? I t- they, they could have a big year, man. I, I really, it, I almost, I'll tell you what, I almost, I, I should have made, I, I could very easily have made them second and made the crew third. I'm just really convinced that the crew will continue their upward. I, I'm more convinced, basically the reason I have Columbus second is because of Greg Berhalter because he has shown it. Greg Berhalter has shown that he can succeed in MLS. So he he has shown he can he can mold the team, make it do what he wants it to do. Greg Vanney hasn't done that yet. So for that, that's the only that's what when it comes right down to it, that's what separates them. Because if you're just talking about the rosters, I would probably give TFC the edge. But right now, I give Columbus the edge because Berhalter I have I give him an edge over Greg Vanney. All
0: right, moving up the list, Ivis the number two team. Who is that?
1: Well, by our consensus, not my pick, but our consensus, DC United is in at number two. Yes, I know they were the number one. Uh, they, they finished first in the East in the regular season last year. I get that solid season. You can't knock it. However, having said that, I just don't think they got. I don't think they improved as much as the other three uh, potential powers in the East. I just don't think they did. I think they, you know, I think they stagnated a bit. And I think they're going to take a slight step back this year. I mean, I, th- I still think the talent's there. Mm-hmm. Bill Need really, has, really came into his own. Fabian and was outstanding for them. Um, but again, he's a guy who has shown inconsistency through his career, shown an inability to put together consecutive really good seasons. He could, he could take a step back. Uh, but they, they'll need him to to, to really step it up. Um, I don't know, man. I, it, it, they're a good team. They're a good, they're a solid team. I just don't think. They improved as much as the other teams. And I just think that's what it's going to come down to in the East. I think that's why I had – you had them first in the East. I have them fourth. Yes. And, uh, the way I look at it is this, right? DC United, They, they of the, the teams around there, I think DC United, it, they're actually a safer bet this time around to just kind of be a good team, right? I don't – I think it's going to – I don't see them imploding like they did two years ago when they went from – uh, you know, third best record in the league to three wins, right? I don't. That isn't going to happen. This this is a veteran team. They have a really good balance in their roster. I mean, in their starting lineup, Ben Olsen is, I think, really coming into his own as a manager. Um, but having said that, I just don't think their upside is is the same as some of these other teams. As in, as in New England, definitely not as the TFC, and not as the Columbus. And I think if you look at the the, the second half of the season last year, and that, that that's where I think you know it's easy to just say. Oh well, these were the standings last year. DC was first overall in the East, so you should consider them as as the top team. But you have to look at trends as well. And if you look at the way the second half of the season went in MLS, New England was was the hottest team in the league the last two months of the season. Uh, Columbus was the second hottest, and DC was you know they they were okay. And, and I think I think we're gonna it's gonna stay along those lines. And I think TFC is gonna not edge ahead of DC United. Oh,
0: when I, when I look at DC, uh. I mean, you pointed out the the back line is 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 solid. Yes, you do have. You know, a couple little things you could point out here and there, but overall, with Sean Franklin, Bobby Boswell, Steve Burnbaum, uh, and Taylor Kemp, Ivis, I, I think that's great. Obviously, with Bill Hamid, the one thing that I, that kind of stands out to me with DC United is I like their, this, you know, the, the quiet pickup of Hyro uh, Arietta. I think him coming maybe off the bench will take some pressure off him. Also, maybe a change of scenery. He has quality. We saw with the Columbus Crew for him, it was consistency. If he can maybe come off the bench and become that type player, you never know. The only other thing though with DC United though is that. Fabian Espindola will be out for I think for the first six games. You also have Eddie Johnson going under. Uh, he's having his, his medical issues, but I think you also then can bring in Louis Silva. So uh, to me, I, I think the de- the depth that DC has um, in those positions: uh, Perry Kitchen, Chris Pontius, Nick Daelingon. These guys continue to improve. Ivis, I think that we can see them continue to improve this upcoming uh, season. I-, I think this is going to be a good year for DC, man.
1: Nope. I mean, good year relative overall. There'll be a. They'll they'll be right around number four. Here's my thing, right? You know what they're missing? They're missing star power. They're missing that guy who can put the team on his back and say, I am gonna win us this game. They don't have that. New England has that. New England has Jermaine Jones and Lee win. Either one of those guys can take over a game, and they have, and they've done it many a time. Columbus now. You could argue, okay, who are their impact guys? Will Trap is dot, and like he's really a guy. Him and Chani can control the game, but they have Federico Iguali who can, can he can just take over a game by himself. Then you have Toronto now with jo, with Jovinko, Jose Alturo, or Michael Bradley, three guys who can take over a game. Who who does DC United have that you can say can truly take over a game? They have guys who can play well. They they have guys who can make an impact and have a good good game. Fabian Spinola showed last year. And through his career, he has scored goals. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's good. Luis Silva has shown he can be good. But I'm talking greatness. I'm talking about guys that are that, that guy, that Thierry Henry, Robbie Keane, that caliber of guy. They don't have that. They don't have that guy. And I think for that reason... You take take those other three teams. I think that's why they have the edge. I think all things being equal. D.C. has a solid team. They have solid veterans all over. Bill Hamid, you could almost argue, is as close to a guy who's on that upward trajectory towards stardom on this team. But I I just don't see it, man. I just think that's what they lack. I think that's why, for me, I think they're, they're as safe a bet as you can get to make the playoffs. But as far as lifting the trophy I just think the fact that they don't have that star, star, star player, is going to hurt them.
0: I, I think they'll be fine without the star player, Ivis. Not every team with the stars players always make the MLS Cup final. You know that.
1: Well, see, things have changed the last couple of years. They have right? changed, but, but galaxy, still, it's still... Galaxy, I know, but, okay, my remove the,
0: the galaxy, remove the galaxy, I mean, though. Remove the galaxy, though.
1: They won it, though. They're the team that's won it. And Sporting Kansas City, had, you know what, hey... I don't know. I, I, See, I just think, as I'm
0: saying, man, it's, it's not always the team. Stark teams, though.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think times have changed. I think times have changed. And you, when you look at, at who's winning the trophies, Seattle, where it's the Open Cup, supported. Let's look at the last three years between oh, uh, Supporter Shields, MLS Cups, U.S. Open Cups. Who's won them? red bull uh, red bull with the Sporting shield seattle with with multiple uh silver last year mm-hmm. la galaxy multiple mls cups those are the teams and they those are the teams star star powered. terry henry robbie Keane, clint dempsey over me, martins it's tough man it's tough casey obviously was the last you know they won that mls cup uh but man they were a team you can't i i'm sorry but you can't compare dc united now to that sporting casey team you just can't for me that team is just significantly better. So I'm, I'm not trying to crap on, on D.C. They're a good team. They're a good team. They're going to have a good year. They're going to be a playoff team, no question about it. They're going to be a playoff team. I just don't see them winning a title. Yeah,
0: I, just, I, had to, I had to look it up. When you're talking about teams that really don't have star powers, like, oh, San Jose, that was like last year. No, that was three years ago in 2012. Yeah, it, man, time's up. Where, where does time gone? Holy crap.
1: It, time flies, man. Time flies. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, we can move on from D.C. I, I'm sure the D.C. DC fans are already – uh, preparing their, their their responses to my uh, they
0: they're loving they're loving me right now so i got you d c fans uh all right avis that make that that leads us to the number one team in the eastern conference that team obviously is
1: new England revolution and uh i mean it's a, for me it's it's a lock i mean i i'm sorry no offense man but i don't know how in the hell <laughs> you could pick dc united ahead of new England i just don't I, how do you do it i mean New England was the hottest team in the league last year in the last, in the second half of the season, they came within no extra, they came an extra time, they came within minutes of an of of the MLS Cup title last year. Now they add Juan Agudelo, who is I mean say what you want about his struggles in Europe to, to 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 get you know latch on in the Premier League and everything and not playing in eight months and all that, but the guy is a star, the guy is a talent, the guy you put him on the field he will score goals in MLS. So for me. I know there's some question marks about the defense and losing AJ Swords. That's a big loss, absolutely a big loss. And I think Andrew Farrell is going to slide right in there, and I think he's going to be an outstanding center back. But I'm sorry, man, New England with think about think about this, man. Jermaine mm-hmm. Jones is they're going to have him for most of the year. I mean, he showed up last year, played like a month and a half or two months, and and just just took them to an absolutely different level. Now you have him for most of the year. I don't say all the year because he's he had surgery and I think he's coming. It, but he should
0: be back in around. Early April, I believe.
1: Right. So I mean, he's going to miss a couple weeks, but I mean, to have him for most of the year, uh, and then have uh, have Juan Agudelo give you that extra depth in the attack. You have you have Diego Fagundes, who let's you know he obviously took a step back last year, but only two years ago was one of the top players in the yep. league. Right. I mean, they, I'm sorry, man. They have so much depth. I, I think defensively, you you can definitely ask some questions about their defensive depth uh, because I think their back four should be. Uh, it should be Tierney, Gonzalez, Farrell, and Alston. I like that foursome. Uh, but what about the depth? Do they have the necessary depth defensively? That that if you if you want to kind of nitpick and say what's the question mark on this team, I think the the question mark is who will be the leader in the back? Because AJ Soares was a quiet leader. He was a leader in the back. He was the organizer. Mm-hmm. He was the vocal guy. Uh, you know, neither Farrell or, or Farrell and Gonzalez, neither of them are are really naturally vocal guys so they have to work that out amongst themselves they're already working on that you know i talked to andrew Farrell uh, recently and he said that clearly that's a priority for them to work that out but i mean i'm sorry man i look at that team and i think they can absolutely not only finish first in the East, i think they can win the whole thing
0: uh i guess without question win mvp candidate again
1: i think he should be i think he should be i, I mean it's gonna be tough to d- duplicate last year man i mean it's just i mean he put he he ca- he carried no England on his back. And I think this year, I don't think he's going to have to do that as much this year because you have Charlie Davies now coming into the year healthy. It's easy to forget that Charlie Davis didn't really become a factor until later in the year. Now you have Charlie Davies coming in healthy from the beginning of the year. You have Juana Goodell from the beginning of the year. Uh, so Lee Wynn can can, you know, he I don't think he's going to score as many goals, but I think you can see his assists go up quite a bit uh and so i mean i think he'll have another amazing year no doubt about it but it, it, it i mean it's he should for me i mean look no offense to robbie Keane, but for me my definition of valuable most valuable player no one meant more to their team than lee win last year and i just it, it, it'll be tough for him to du- duplicate that
0: also on charlie davies it was very nice to see uh charlie davies uh the last couple of months of the season kind of really come to his own and, and score a couple goals to New England Revolution. You know, Always nice to see a guy bounce back, especially what Charlie Davies had. For me, Ivis, as you pointed out a little earlier, for me it's the it's the depth with the New England Revolution. And I kind of sit there and wonder, Jermaine Jones, yes, I, I know he's had this surgery, Ivis, and he should be back early April. What happens if this turns into something later on in the season where he's going to be on the shelf for a while? I, I, I kind of wonder if New England's going to be able to play or, or recover without having you know his presence on the field.
1: I don't know why you look at that as something that you have to worry about. I mean, he's not a guy who's ever been considered an injury prone guy. I mean, he got an injury, he had surgery, now he'll be back. I mean, he he's, you know, I mean, I, I don't it's a, it's a groin. I mean, it's not like he's got like tendinitis in his knee or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think th- th- that's an issue necessarily for that. I mean, he he obviously is going to have a busy year with the Gold Cup and the national team and and all that, but I mean, I, you know, obviously any team he is one of their most important players if he gets hurt they're gonna they're gonna have some issues that, that goes for any team in mls um but you know uh, th- th- if there is a question mark on this team it is depth when you lose guys like patrick mullins aj Soares, tony taylor um and then you don't have any draft picks then it's kind of tough but they got juan agadello so that i think that's a, that's a big one for them they made some quiet pickups they went and got jeremy hall who, you know, it's a guy who's kind of bounced around the league. And I, I've always, you know, full disclosure, he actually once was a a, a writer. He, he once did a diary for SBI back in our early years, a uh, really good guy. And, uh, he, you know, he's really kind of been trying to catch his break. He's been in Toronto the last couple of years. And I'm hearing good things about him in preseason. So maybe he can help give them some depth. I think them picking up Shauna Coley, I think that one is was like quietly a move that could end up being being positive for them. I think he's a real talented kid who, who, you know, he didn't get his chance in Seattle, but now he gives them some depth on the wing in New England. So, you know, keep an eye out for him. So I think their de- their depth isn't necessarily bad, but it's definitely it's definitely unproven. All
0: right, Ivis. Well, one final thing before we wrap up the Eastern Conference preview. We have a few things, a few questions of the still on the Eastern Conference, more general things that we need to go over. Ivis, I'll let you go first on this one team that could surprise us in the Eastern Conference?
1: Huh. Well, I mean, I think the expansion teams, obviously, uh, Orlando City, uh, but they're almost kind of become that hipster pick that I think people, a lot of people are looking at them as a team that could be a surprise. In terms of a true surprise, I'm going to say Montreal. I'm going to say Montreal, and I'll tell you why. I think they, the defense was a real issue for them. I think that was what, that, that really hurt them. Uh, and I think they've addressed that. I think I, I like what they've done. I like what Frank uh, Klopas has done with his defense. Uh, I think their midfield is look, looking really good. I think Ignacio Piatti, in his second year in MLS, I think he's going to come through and, and really uh, be that kind of dominant player for them. And They still need to go get a forward, uh, and I think they will go get a forward, but I, I like the pieces that they put there. So I think even though I picked them ninth, I'll, I'll gladly say I picked them ninth. I think they could be that surprise team in these.
0: Well, my surprise team, Ivis, is Orlando. I'm not subscribing to that hipster thing. I think Orlando, for me, I think they're going to be a very good team this year. I think they have a good nucleus of players. I thought they had a great off season. And, uh, I, look, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, uh, with the first year expansion team doing very successful, doing very well and making the playoffs in the process. Um, Next is
1: question. There second, is, there second, is there a second year expense? Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Hey, call them Orlando City, man. You're gonna start you're gonna start uh, pissing off their friends. Orlando uh, City. Oh yeah. I Don't, don't drop
0: the city. Don't drop the city. I'll man. think oh, fine. Orlando City. There we go. Orlando City, yes, Uh I next question though. Team that could disappoint. Who do you think that could be?
1: Um I am going to go with
0: Is, is it too easy to say Toronto? <laughs>
1: yeah i kind of <laughs> want to I, I i don't Nah, this year i think it's going to be this is the year that you're going to do it so i'm going to stay away from them uh i'm going to go dc united i'm going to go dc united and i'll tell you why uh it, it, i know i just said like five ten minutes ago that i think they're as safe a bet as you can get mm-hmm. to make the playoffs and again I, I agree with that but you know what i tell you what man depth is not a big thing for them and i think when you talk about a guy like Bobby Boswell, who's outstanding, but he's an older player. If, they, if he gets injured, I mean, they're all of a sudden you're in a lot of trouble there. I mean, they don't. Have, I mean, it's a big drop off. Uh, you, you have you obviously as a center back tandem, Boswell and and, and Burnbaum is very good. Burnbaum looks like he's poised to build on his strong rookie year. I, I don't know, man. DC United. You know what? I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave them alone. I'll say the Red Bulls. I'll say the Red Bulls. I'll say the Red Bulls could be. That team that disappoints, and you obviously, you know, I, I'm a, I'm probably stealing your picks. Yeah, you are I've,
0: stealing my pick. I, Red you, Bulls you, you, would be my pick.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I've said enough about DC. I think the Red Bulls are a team that their defense, man, their defense could be a, a, a bit of a sh- they, it could be a bit of a shambles. Even though, look, Jesse Marsh, uh, his defensive philosophy is like he, he he's he he prioritizes defense, but I just don't think they have the I just don't think they have necessarily have the pieces there to build a strong defense. So. I think the Red Bulls are a team that could be a disappointment. And maybe that won't surprise some people. Maybe some people are expecting
0: that. Yeah, maybe. For me, they're my disappointing team. Uh, Ivis, just two more questions. Breakout player of the year in the Eastern Conference. Who do you have? Oh, man. I'm looking at it. Uh, Somebody who... Lots of new players. Lots of of new players to pick from. Yeah, you know what?
1: Kevin Molino. Kevin Molino. I've heard nothing but great things uh and, and you know what the based on the people that i've talked to it sounds like the guy is going to come out and surprise some people i think any of the other names i could have said are people that people that you already know about you already you know you you expect these guys like will trap like is will trap i think was the he was the breakout last year i think last year was his breakout year this year people are you people you expect him to be one of the best league. so i'm not even gonna that 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 one i think is kind of cheap Juan agadello He's done it before. Even Akai Kamara could have a huge year in Columbus with that playing back in front of that midfield. But I'll go Kevin Molino. I think he can surprise people.
0: Well, uh, I feel like I'm cheating, but my pick is going to be David Akam.
1: No, that's a good one. That's a good one, actually. Because he, uh, uh, he has I'll... done
0: well overseas, but that you know, still doesn't mean. I but... like that
1: one. I like that one. I mean, I think yeah. You know what? I'll go with I'll go with Molino. I'll go with Ignacio Piatti in in Montreal. I think. He showed flashes of the of of his greatness.
0: He looked good last year, man. When, in like the eight and, games and, that he but, played,
1: yeah. But be, and you know what? People didn't talk about him much. I mean, it's obviously well, a at Montreal. that point
0: Montreal is so far off the radar.
1: Yeah, so people aren't spending a lot of time watching them play. But he's a guy who. I mean he's exciting man. He's one of the guys who people I, need to talk more about. So yeah.
0: I, I believe he scored I think he had four goals and four assists. I'm gonna look that up right now. But I, I remember he like his, his statistically well, I mean he came in. I remember I think the first game or second game he had a brace or something like that. Can't remember he did, but.
1: Have, he did have a brace, two impressive goals. I'll tell you, what, he's a guy. He is gonna you know, Montreal, they might not put it all together, but I think he is gonna have a big year. He's a guy who could be a ten 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 goal, ten assist guy, uh, which isn't easy to do uh, in
0: MLS. So mm-hmm. yeah, my apologies. He had four goals and one assist in six games. Ibis, not bad. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Twelve well.
1: goals. He can be a ten-five guy. Twelve-five guy. He's gonna have. He's gonna be good this year. Uh,
0: Final question, Ivis. Breakout rookie. Who's on your short list?
1: Uh, I'll give you three names. Uh, I should just give one, but I'll give three names. I'll start with Kyrie Shelton NYCFC. Obviously, he's you know number two overall pick. You kind of say, oh. He should, you know, he should be an impact rookie, right? If you're going to be the number two pick, I will not say Kyle Aaron. I think Kyle Aaron's going to need a little bit of a to- little bit of time um, in, in Orlando. Um, but the the other two that will come to mind, uh, one Miguel Aguiar. Remember that name? DC United. Uh, you know, they they obviously have a lot of veterans there. Uh, but it, and as tough as it could be for him to get minutes, I think if he gets minutes, he's gonna he's gonna impress. He's a guy who who really, he just had, as, a, as an attacking player, he's just really impressive to me. I mean, as a, he he's mobile, he's intelligent, he's skilled, he's tenacious. I mean, he's a guy who could have a really good career. So he's another one. And then Jay Chapman. If he can get on the field, Jay Chapman, Toronto FC, uh, their homegrown player, a guy who would have easily been a top-three pick in the draft if he had not been signed as a homegrown player. Uh, it, it can be tough to get on the field at Toronto FC, but if anything kind of goes crazy, if, you know, it, it, you know Michael Bradley's away at the Gold Cup, so they need somebody to play some games. Or, or Ben Benoit who gets hurt. Uh, Jay Chapman's a guy who's got some skill, so he's someone you should definitely keep. Uh, remember that name, no doubt about it.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with, and I feel like I may be cheating when I say this, I was, but I'm gonna go with New York Red Bull for Leo Stoles. I think he'll mid- have a breakout mid- here. Midfielder. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Midfielder. My apologies. I was looking yeah. at Miguel Aguilar because he was picked on top of him. For my apologies, I meant I meant midfielder.
1: Right? No, no. I mean Stoltz is talented. Uh, the, the the reason I didn't, I didn't I didn't pick him is because I just think it's going to be tough for him to get minutes in that midfield uh, when you have you know Luis Andula, uh, Felipe. I mean you can you can slide Sasha question centrally if you need to, uh, but I have heard some good things about him. Uh, I think he's he's talented, no question. I think down at at some point Leo Stoltz is going to be. Uh, I think a starter for the Red Bulls, but I don't know if this is going to be the year. And another name, Romario Williams. I talked him up at the draft. I don't know if he's ready to make an impact for the impact this year. Hello. But I like I like <laughs> Romario Williams. I like him a lot going forward. If you're asking me, someone like I'd buy stock and I'd buy stock in Romario Williams.
0: That's where that's right. In moments like that is where we need one of those sound boards where we could do the right. You know, one of those things.
1: yeah Yeah, if you're if
0: you happen to be an uh, old radio producer and you have one that you just want to give the sbi show we we would greatly appreciate it yes we'll take it yeah we got more sound effects on the show that's actually what's probably lacking on the show the most ivis is sound effects yeah
1: that and guests yeah (laughs) that that and a regular
0: schedule (laughs) yeah maybe that too uh (laughs) all right ivis well uh, that wraps up our eastern conference man um we went over an hour. I think that's okay. We'll have a Western Conference preview later this week. Um, but Ives, I mean before we wrap everything up, anything else that we need to talk about?
1: No, that's it, man. We're gonna try, like we apologize. We did not get a show out Sunday for Monday. It's been just insane these last two weeks, uh, just with all the preview stuff we're working on. I'm working on uh, both at goal and NSBI. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna knock these shows out. We want to have an Eastern. We, we just finished this Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. We want to do our western conference preview and then we're gonna do our our season preview overall show where we'll give our uh, you know our award picks our best 11 picks uh, and just shoot you know, just shoot the breeze uh, on everything hopefully we can pull it off if we can do these three shows uh, then it'll, it'll it'll get us it'll it'll move us right into a good a good start to the year and uh, and of course hopefully hopefully knock on wood we have a season starting this weekend
0: yes hopefully. For you, I'm concerned because if you go to Orlando and you got nothing to do, i very concerned for you.
1: Uh, no, there's listen, if there's a – knock on wood, it doesn't happen, but if there is a strike, then you write about the fact that there's a strike, you're down there, you know what? You be, you. It, that, hey, reporters report, I'll be down there. I'll be reporting one way or the other. If there's a game to report, I'm gonna report on the game. If there's a strike, I'll report on the strike. And and it, you know what? Things happen. So that's what, that's what our job is as journalists – to, to report things as they happen
0: and you can report on the parties you can give us firsthand accounts as well
1: yes i will well no i won't do that <laughs> <laughs> you can ask me if you see me but no. that's what we
0: should do we should record a show after and then you could let us know about you know where okay. you when well, and you all that.
1: the rules man what happens what happens on the road stays on the road yeah <laughs> <laughs> or or we talk about it on the show so, yeah. or we
0: talk about it on when we don't record the show which is to me that that's the best part of the show Oh, yeah. Well, One of these days, we'll do like an SBI show after hours mm, yeah. where, where we'll air. <laughs> I don't think that would be advisable. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe mean, that'd be like in 30 years from now.
1: Yeah, we'll keep the tapes, the lost yes. tapes. That's what we'll do. We'll, pull them, we'll put them out. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right, Ivis. Well, uh, I'm going to let you go, man. You enjoy the rest of the week with the season preview. I know you're flying to Orlando, so safe travels. And, uh, We'll talk later as we uh, preview tomorrow, the Western tomorrow. Conference.
1: Tomorrow, take your take, drink some more Nyquil. Yes, oh, once. I know, I'm Garrett. sick, man. Garrett is sick, as you can tell. Uh, take take some Nyquil, and we will we will run it back tomorrow. We'll get this West West preview uh, done.
0: Folks, for me, I was well You have a good night, and uh, I'll chit chat with you later. Yes, sir. And as always, everyone, thank you for listening to the show, for the reviews, the comments, and all the support that you give us. That is Ivis Glarsep. I am Garrett Cleverly. This is the SBS show.